All episodes of the Real Women in Business podcast reflect the opinions and views of the guest and Cass McCrory and do not reflect official policy or position of employers or clients. Thank you. You're listening to the Real Women in Business podcast. I'm your host, Cass McCrory, and in this podcast, we highlight women in all kinds of businesses. For yourself, someone else, full-time, part-time, overtime hustle, Together, we will learn from and with one another. And if we get it right, it'll lift us all. Let's get into it. Friends, today we're talking to Michelle Seiler Tucker. She is a mergers and acquisitions master intermediary. And what that all means is that Michelle is really so gifted at beginning with the end in mind and looking at how you can build a business or transition your business to one that is ready for sale. And whether you have been thinking that you're going to live and love your work for all of your days, or if you have been planning from the beginning to exit, this is a really interesting episode where we dig into a few critical success elements and a few critical failure points. In addition, Michelle has some great bonuses. I was telling Michelle as we wrapped up, you know, the templates that she's including in the bonus for her book, exitrichbook.com are I mean, they're just worth more than their weight in gold, probably. The templates themselves, I know I've spent several thousand dollars on. So check it out and enjoy this episode. Begin with the end of mind, friends. Let's get into it. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Cass. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'd love for you to share in your own words, you know, what it is you do in the world. What is it that I do in the world? Wow, that's a big question. It is. So what I do in the world is really um, help business owners, you know, men and women, business owners, entrepreneurs. I specialize in mergers and acquisitions. I'm a mergers and acquisitions master intermediary. I've been in this, I'm also a senior business analyst and a bunch of other acronyms behind my name. I've been in this industry for about a little over 20 years. I'm probably one of three females that is a mergers and acquisitions master intermediary. You can't really take a class or take a test uh, to to become a mergers and acquisitions master intermediary. You have to do so by selling large businesses, typically 10 million and up in a certain time frame. So I'm a mergers acquisitions master intermediary, senior business analyst, a bunch of other titles, been in this industry a little over 20 years. I've personally sold over 500 companies. My firm um, has sold over a thousand. We've done thousands of evaluations. We've worked with business owners in every single vertical you can imagine. We sell businesses all over the United States. We've also done deals in Canada and some other countries, but we don't just sell businesses. We also specialize in buying businesses and flipping them. I specialize in partnering with business owners, injecting my capital resources, expertise, core competencies. Sometimes I bring in other partners and I put that partner on a build to sell program. So at any given time, I will own five to, di- five to 10 different companies and different verticals that I'm actually building to sell. So we really specialize in buying, selling, fixing, and growing companies because 80% of businesses will never sell. So what Steve Forbes says is true. Most businesses don't sell. And Steve Forbes endorsed my book, Exit Rich. I'm an author of... Um, two books and a contributing author of Think and Grow Rich. Plus I have spoke on many stages with people like uh, Steve Wozniak, founder of Apple, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
I think you know who he is. <laughs> Donna Karen, Cindy Crawford, um, Eric Trump, Mayor Giuliani, many, many, many more. Um, so I'm a speaker as well. Like I said, I own many different businesses. I am a mom of a 10 year old little princess who is more complicated than any transaction I've ever done. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Michelle, and I'm so I've been curious. with my husband for about 25 years. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm curious how you got into the business of looking at that, the exit strategy on businesses and looking to grow them to a higher value in their exit. How did you get into this work? So the way I got into it, you know, I never woke up and said, hey, I'm going to sell businesses. <laughs> you know, I always knew I was going to be a writer, even as a little girl, you know, little girls would play with their dolls and toys. And I was walking around with a notebook, walking up to strangers, asking them, oh, what do you do? How do you do it? How did you get into it? <laughs> I mean, at six years old, seven years old, I was walking around asking people a bunch of questions. And so my mom always thought I was going to be the next Barbara Walters. <laughs> I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. I always knew I was going to own my own businesses. I did go to work for Xerox for a short period of time and um, ended up leaving Xerox and went into franchise sales, franchise development, franchise consulting, and a partner of a few different franchisors. Um, and then I just had so many buyers that kept asking me for an existing business you know, we didn't have existing businesses. So I found myself, I kept saying, no, 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 I don't have those. And I believe in law of attraction. So I believe in saying, yes, 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 yes. Because the more you say yes, the universe opens up to you, you know, and I say, gosh, I need to stop saying no. <laughs> and that's really how I opened my mergers and acquisitions firm and then really transitioned into selling businesses and stopped doing the franchise piece of it. Um, and how did I get into fixing them? Well, I learned very quickly that 80% of businesses are not going to sell <laughs> that what Steve Forbes says is true. And I'm like, if I don't start fixing these businesses, I'm going to starve to death because they're not sellable. If I can only sell 20% of them, I'm not going to make any money. You know, I'm not going to be able to survive. And because I've owned many different businesses and many different verticals, I really know the infrastructure you need in a business to be successful. And I really, it doesn't matter what the industry is. The foundation is the same. That's really interesting. I think when I'm working with new entrepreneurs or even working with intrapreneurs within large organizations, positioning yourself in a position of exit is important because when you are of a mindset of this needs to move into another bigger, better evolution, yeah. you are building for scale. Right. What are the keys that you see, you know, either in success points or failure points? For businesses? Yeah. So what do you want first, success or failure? <laughs> Where do you feel like is most helpful? Well, there, there's so many failures. Um, let, me, let me try to start with success so we can start on a positive note. So success points is business owners who actually plan their exit from the beginning. The biggest mistake that business owners make is they don't think about selling until they have to due to a catastrophic event occurring. So plan, you know, people don't, people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. So planning your exit from day one of buying or starting a business, we actually call that the STGPS exit model in my book, Exit Rich. Um, the other thing that will set you up for success is building your business, your empire on the six Ps, on the infrastructure. That first P being people, making sure that you've created an actual business that works for you rather a job that you go to work for every day. 
Because a lot of business owners have a glorified job that they go to work to every day versus a business that actually works for them. Yeah. So, you know, really making sure you have the right people. And this is even, you know, for the, what did you call them? The entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs? Entrepreneurs. So people that are entrepreneurial within large companies. Yeah. yeah so this even, this even works for entrepreneurs because when you're an entrepreneur for a large company and you have, you have people reporting to you, you got to make sure you have the right people in the right seat. You got to ask the who question, whether you're an entrepreneur or entrepreneur, you got to ask, you know, who handles customer service, marketing, legal, um, quality control, who handles all these issues? Yeah. And you want to make sure that you have a name next to every who, and it really shouldn't be you because if you're building your company, you want the company to run without you. And if you're an entrepreneur for a large corporation, you want to make sure that you're not weighed down with all these tasks that you can delegate to somebody else. So whether you're an entrepreneur or entrepreneur, you have to focus on your strengths and hire your weaknesses. Yeah. Make sense? That's great advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So and we started what, with the positive. Yeah, we started with the positives, but you notice I also gave you negatives. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Each one has a trade-off. It's but it is it is the scale that's always tipping, yeah. right? It's yeah. on the plus side, you can plan for the right people and the right roles. On the flip right. side, if you don't plan appropriately, you will fail. You will fail. And then you're gonna, and that's a problem with entrepreneurs. I'm not sure about entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs think they always have this mindset that if you want it done right, you have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. <laughs> Nobody's good at everything. So again, you have to focus on your strengths, hire your weaknesses. And I always tell entrepreneurs is you'll never grow unless you let go of the control. Oh. And that's the same thing with entrepreneurs too, because if you want to continue to climb that corporate ladder, you're going to have to let go of some control and you're going to have to trust who you put in place, trust, but verify, inspect what you expect, right? Yes but you will never grow unless you let go of the control. I think that's where a lot of people, and I think women in particular can find that as a point of struggle. Like if I'm not controlling it, do I have value? If I'm not doing it all myself, am I worth the paycheck? You do have value because you're such a great leader and such a great trainer and such a great organizer and that you know how to empower people to do things correctly. So you still have that. You have even more value <laughs> because you're not doing it yourself. Yeah, I think that the the enablement piece of it and looking at your role as the the conduit rather than the vessel, like you're right. doing it all. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a mindset shift, and you know that's entrepreneurs really look what do they say? 20% is skills. 80% is attitude yeah. and mindset. So yeah. it's a mindset shift. And it's, it's the same thing with entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs. I mean, even with my team here, I've got people on my team like, no, I got to do it myself. I'm like, no, you don't. That's what you have other people for. You have to train them. You have to hold them accountable. You have to inspect what you expect. But if you have it all, if you're going to do it all, why am I paying them to be under you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the new book, Exit Rich. Who is the best reader of this book and what can they expect to get out of it? So Exit Rich, um, there's so much to tell. Steve Forbes endorsed it. And I have another really strong, powerful woman that wrote, that is my co-author, Sharon Lecter, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki. She's a five-time New York Times bestselling author, plus a CPA. 
financial literacy expert and the advisor to many different presidents. So she writes the mentor's corner after every single chapter. And then we have um, Kevin Harrington, the original shark from Shark Tank, who um, wrote the forward. And then we have Laura Langmire and Forbes Riley and some strong and powerful women that gave us some great endorsements along with Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins. So Exit Rich is all about mindset. It's all about building the, it's all about figuring out number one, what do you want? What do you want? What are your objectives? What is your seller sanity check? You know, when or how should you sell your business? It's also all about laying the foundation to create a sustainable, scalable business that when you're ready one day, you will actually have a sellable asset. Mm -hmm. And it's even, it's, it's, who is it for? It's for all entrepreneurs. It's for anyone who owns a business. It's for anyone who really manages a business, oversees an operation, you know, a CEO, general manager, because it lays out the foundation of the six Ps. You know, we talked about one P, which is people, but it lays the foundation of what you need to do in your business. So it is sustainable. So it can run, so it can stay competitive, so it can stay relevant because so many businesses go out of business. And so it's really for, like I said, you know, my husband read it and said, this is for anyone in business, period. (laughs) They work (laughs) in a company. It's for anyone in business because it's really about building a solid foundation and it's about maintaining that and it's about scaling I think that's where a lot of, you know, people struggle at the, these growth pivot points and their mm-hmm. businesses, you know, when they're going from solopreneur to a small business, or if they're going from a small business to a medium-sized business, yeah. having these foundations and then reevaluating them is critical. Yeah. And then always say, what got you there? What got you here? Won't get you there. So it's also about aligning yourself with the experts, you know, hiring the right team, uh, getting the right mentorship getting the right experts, you know, making sure that you hire somebody or align yourself with someone who's been down the road you want to travel because it will shorten your learning path dramatically. Yeah. When you look at what you want out of your exit, Mm -hmm. what do you want out of your exit? You know, that's a good question because I own lots of different businesses. So I look at every business exit differently. You know, I was just on the phone with my partners and they're like, hey, someone's coming to make us an offer today what do you want? And I go, hold on a minute. (laughs) It's not just about what I want. Let's just talk about it as a whole, right? What do we all want? What's our debt? What do we want for our employees? And I work with my clients to really prioritize what they want out of their exit, because it's not always about the money. A lot of times it's about taking care of our employees who got us there. You don't build a business, you build people and people build a business. So a lot of times it's about taking care of the employees. It's about taking care of the clients. You know, it's about growing our legacy. So it's not always just about the dollar and cents. For my M&A firm, what do I want? I would say a, a great exit to me would probably be, and I would never say this about my other businesses, but would probably be an ESOP. Mm. Yeah, because M&A is a very tough industry and it's very difficult to teach. So the, the, you know, my loyal team who has been with me, I think they should have the opportunity to purchase my business through an ESOP. 
I love that idea. And I think there's more businesses that are moving in that direction. Of- Actually, there's not. Less than 10% of all transactions really? are ESOPs. Less than 10%. That's interesting. I feel like it's become much more of a hot topic lately, or maybe it's just the lucky people that I've been interviewing are in those situations. (laughs) Might be the people you've been interviewing, yeah. But you know, like Tony Robbins did an ESOP because ESOPs are great when it's tough industries or when the business is so dependent upon you. Like Tony Robbins, you know, so dependent upon Tony Robbins, he did an ESOP years ago. Yeah, you know, Um, but. It's also, it's, it's a complicated structure and owners are not going to pull out all their cash or, you know, they're not going to get paid right away. So it is a complicated structure. So it really depends upon what's important to the owner, you know? Yeah. But for Tony Robbins, it was important for him. He knew he could never sell it to anybody. Right. He'd have to sell it to his employees and, you know, it keeps his employees happy, keeps his employees engaged. It keeps his employees committed. Yeah. So I Michelle, think ESOPs are great for a lot of, you know, people who like myself, like Tony Robbins. Personal brands. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean to you to be rich? What does it mean to me to be rich? Um, to help a lot of my clients exit rich. <laughs> I think what it means to me to be rich is to help as many clients as I can, to help save as many businesses as I can from going out of business, to help as many of my clients really plan their exit strategy and be able to sell for their desired price tag because so many so many businesses are not selling and the ones that are are not selling anywhere close to what the owner needs to be able to retire on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is really interesting. I think, you know, having conversations around wealth and, you know, planning to exit something that people don't always like to do. Uh, but really beginning with the end in mind is critical and to achieving what you want most. Yeah. And it's like what Stephen Covey says, you know, begin with the end in mind, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's not what you want to do. It's not what you might be thinking of, but the bottom line is you have to, because you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your loved ones. You know, I got a call from a sweet little lady a couple of months ago that her husband dropped out of a heart attack, left her with a mountain of debt. She asked me if I could sell his business. I couldn't sell it because he had no employees. He had all subcontractors and everything was in his head. When he died, the business died. So you really have to set yourself up for success, just like you do when you go to a financial advisor and try to prepare for your future, try to prepare for you and your family's retirement. You need to do the same thing with your business. Your business is your most valuable asset. You have to prepare for that, right? And you got to make sure you set your family up for success and don't that is tragic what happened. You know, he never prepared for his exit. Yeah. And we don't know our days. We don't know how they're numbered. So it's important to plan it from the beginning. And if not from the beginning, from the point that you become aware of the need. Yep. Which is now, <laughs> which is always now, right? Yeah. But everybody needs a plan. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, even entrepreneurs, you know, you're working for Corporate America, you need, you know, you need to plan for your future. I mean, what if there's a day you can't work anymore, right? Right. Michelle, I know you've got a number of bonuses that are coming out as you launch the book. I'd love for you to tell people where they can find the book, where they can learn more about that and how they can find you online. Sure. So um, Exit Rich is coming out June, um, June 22nd. That's the official launch date. You don't have to wait till June 22nd. You can purchase Exit Rich today at exitrichbook.com for $24.79, which is less than Amazon. 
<laughs> and we will email you the digital download immediately so you don't have to wait till the book comes out. Plus, we will ship your hardcover to anyone that lives in the United States to your doorstep for no additional shipping. Plus, we'll give you a lifetime membership to the Exit Rich Book Club, where we have video content and me doing deep dives and different um, strategies and techniques that I've been practicing over the last 20 years in the trenches, plus documents, documents to operate your business, documents to sell your business. So a sample um, employee handbooks, non-competes, org charts, policy and procedure manuals. To sell your business, sample letter of intents, purchase agreements, due diligence checklist, closing documents. All documents you need to operate your business and sell your business are at exitrichbook.com. They're there for your review and your immediate download. This will cost you over $3,000, between $3,000 to $4,000 with an attorney if you attempted to recreate all these documents. Plus, we're giving a, three, a free 30-day Club CEO membership, membership in the Club CEOs, which is an entrepreneur mastermind, well, we help entrepreneurs really get unstuck, pivot so they can build a sustainable, scalable, when they're ready, sellable business. Mm, I love that. All for $24.79, probably less expensive than lunch. Yeah, what is, <laughs> that's, that is a, a quite the gift. And I'm excited to check it out myself. I'll tell you that I have spent more than, you know, 10 times that on one non-disclosure agreement. So the templates included <laughs> um, more than pays for that. Yeah, that's why I was saying the bonuses are great that yeah. we're giving up until launch date. Yeah, I love that. Well, the Michelle, I appreciate your time today. I know that you're a busy lady. We'll let you get back to it. And okay. thank you so much. Thank you, Cass. Thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure to be with you.